You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. Another one of the customs that we observe during the 10 days of repentance from Rosh Hashanah, from the beginning of Rosh Hashanah till the end of Yom Kippur, is that when we recite Kaddish, or when we take three steps back from our Amidah, we don't say Oseh Shalom Bim Romav, but rather we change it to Oseh Ha Shalom Bim Romav. We add in letter Hey. He brings over here, Kasav Bishara Kavanos. In this great book, Shara Kavanos, it says, Vizela Shono. Tsarich Lomar Achar Hamida Oseh Ha Shalom Bim Romav We have to recite Oseh Ha Shalom. God is the maker of peace in the heavens with a hey yisera, with an added hey. That hashalom is the numerical value of one of the angels, Safriel. So this book brings, we should have in mind when we say Oseh HaShalom, we're going to pray every day, we say, Oseh HaShalom, the word HaShalom is the numerical value of the angel that signs off on the book of life. He signs off on the book of life every human being that's going to live this coming year. So that's why we keep on saying HaShalom for all these prayers the entire 10 days. Also in Kaddish, we add HaShalom. So what does one have to do with the other? Okay, so they happen to have this, the identical numerical value. Big deal. That's a reason to add a letter to our prayer during these 10 days so that it equals numerically. Definitely, if you look at it simply, we want to emphasize peace. What is Oseh HaShalom? The peace. The maker of the peace. What we're saying is that peace is a virtue that brings life. The Talmud, in the end of Tractate Nida, says that, do you want to know what life is? You know how to merit life? Have peace. You find people who are fighting difficult battles, whether it be with family, whether it be with spouses, whatever, it's a bitter life. It's a bitter life. Amnam. When we get to the depths of this, we need to understand. Sages already tell us, it's been established, that everything we do in Rosh Hashanah has an impact on the entire year. Therefore, the thoughts that we think need to be good thoughts. So that way, our year will be filled with good thoughts. So certainly, if we are thinking good thoughts, the Almighty will give us good blessings, good fortune during this year. And what's the reason we have to think good thoughts? Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year, is the root of everything that's going to become of us this coming year. And when we say that it's the root, it's referring to the concept of thoughts. 
ולכן המחשבה מאוד מכריעה. The way a person thinks has a strong impact. כי היא שורש כל דבר. It is the source of everything. ובפרט ביום זה, we know if we think good, good happens. On Rosh Hashanah, you think good, a good year happens. Specifically on Rosh Hashanah, it's a time, This is the day that's going to set forth our entire year moving forward. Everything that is going to happen to us in the coming year is already declared and decreed and sealed on Rosh Hashanah. That's it. In order to have good thoughts, you have to have peace. You can't be in a war. You can't be in a quarrel and expect to have good thoughts, which is why, by the way, the Kohen, who goes up to bless the congregation, if they're in a quarrel with somebody, somebody in the congregation, they're in a quarrel with someone back home, wherever, they cannot bless the congregation. Why not? Because if you're in a fight with someone, then you have chaos in your life. You have chaos, you don't have peace. The coin is a symbol of peace. If he doesn't have peace in his life, there's no way that he can have clean thoughts, pure thoughts. Together with unity comes good thoughts. If he doesn't have unity between him and his fellow man, if he doesn't have any peace and harmony between his neshama and his body, that means they're not in sync. Therefore, it causes his thoughts to be all over the place. Then he can't think well about himself or about others. So then what's going to be? He's going to have a Rosh Hashanah of chaos. Let me tell you, I just spent a Shabbos with dear friends who their daughter became bat mitzvah. Uh, they've been students of mine for many years. And uh, the family in recent years became Shomer Shabbos, started keeping Torah mitzvahs. It's really amazing, the transformation that they've made. But the mitzvah of their daughter, their daughter turned 12. And one of the things that they said at the meal is that the only reason that they were religious, they are religious, is because of their daughter. The daughter came home and she said, I'm, I'm not getting in a car on Shabbos, I'm sorry. I know we're trying to drive to shul or drive to wherever. I'm not getting in the car. That's an example of how there is a conflict between the neshama, the soul, and the body. The body, the parents in this case, want to go. The neshama, the child, says, no, not going to happen. I'm not going. And they forced her in the car and she made a fit and they said, okay, we're not going to do it again. And they stopped driving on Travis. She didn't want to be in a non-Jewish school, so she forced them to send her, send her to a Jewish school. We need to have unity that, in another way. How many times do we know something is true, but it doesn't necessitate that I act that way? 
I'll give it to you before we get into spiritual things. I'll tell you a very simple case. A diet. How many times do we resolve, okay, I'm going to lose 15 pounds, I'm going to get a little slimmer, fit into my clothes better. But I see that food and I'm like, oh, I have to take a bite. But I know it's not good, but I really want it. But it's, I'm going to start my diet tomorrow. And we keep on with this battle, the struggle between what we know is the right thing to do and what we actually do. This is a real struggle. It's the struggle of our neshama and our body. And until we're not able to resolve that, we're chaos. Because we're constantly trying to do things and falling short. I want to do things, but I'm falling short constantly. That's what's required to have peace, internal peace. Therefore, when we acknowledge, when we ask, request, during these 10 days, we're not just asking for peace. We're asking for an intense amount of peace. We want all things resolved. Therefore, specifically the word ha-shalom with the added hey is the numeric value of that angel who signs the book of life. Because on behalf, in the merit of peace, we merit to a great new year, to a good inscription. Because peace brings to good thoughts. Brings you to good thoughts, then you have a good year. It comes from an internal knowledge and connection to Hashem that everything that we have in our lives is from Him. If a person has 100% faith, that he knows that no one can harm me. I was talking to a friend of mine today, and we were reminiscing about a story that happened maybe 25 years ago. We were just, you know, friends, long, long-term friends, long-time friends. And I said, you know, you ever wonder about that story, this and that story? And he said to me, well, we're believers. And as believers, we know that Hashem did everything He needed to do to make sure that that happened, that incident happened. So that each one goes their own way and whatever happened, you know. The idea is that you wonder, oh, I can't believe it, they demoted me in that job. Why did they do that? Not why did they do that, Hashem did that. Because Hashem wanted to reroute you to get you to leave that company so you can get a much better job. The more we have a knowledge of Hashem, a working knowledge of Hashem, not just the dormant one. Yeah, someplace back there, I believe in God. To have an active knowledge of Hashem, then the more peace we have. Because we know that everything is from Hashem. You can't get angry at your friend. Oh, he's stealing my client list. Can't, no, he can't harm you. You know why he can't harm you? Because if Hashem doesn't allow it, it won't happen. Everything that his friend does, your friend does something to you. It seems like he's doing something to harm you. No, 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 no. Recall that everything comes from Hashem. 
And nobody can hurt you, no one can affect you, no one can influence you without Hashem allowing it to happen. And through this true emuna, through this true and clear knowledge of Hashem, we're protected from hatred, we're protected from jealousy, and we're protected from competition. And by doing so, because now you have nothing to be jealous of, you have nothing to be angry about, nothing to hate, in a merit of this, will be written in a book of good life. Chaim shel gilui elokos, a life that has the revelation of Hashem. And hopefully we'll merit to see God in everything that transpires the coming year. So what we're trying to do, previously we talked about Tashlich. Why do we have that custom of Tashlich? To make it real. But now we talk about peace. Because it's an obligation for us to have peace in order to be able to have good thoughts. And if you don't have good thoughts, you won't have a good year. You have to have hope. You have to have a positive outlook. All of this only comes when we have peace in our lives. Therefore, we emphasize specifically, Oseh HaShalom B'Miromav. God who brings the peace peace that brings us tranquility, the peace that brings love and friendship between us and our fellow man, that peace is the one that allows us to bring God into our lives. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcast.com.